0: You're listening to the Queen City Church Sermon of the Week. For more information on this message and other resources, visit queencity.church.
1: We just wanted to have some time to get to know Dan and Kara better. And um, so, actually, Rose Wood wrote these fast, like, um, rapid-fire questions for us. So shout-out to Rose. (laughs) Um, so yeah, me and John Mark are going to take turns so it doesn't get, um, you know, you don't want to just hear my voice the whole time, but, um, it'll be fun and interactive and hopefully we'll walk away from here. Like knowing Dan and Kara so much better. So anyways, I'm going to, um, first start out with asking you guys to introduce yourselves and your family.
2: Awesome. I'm Kara. (laughs)
3: This is, uh, <laughs> That's, yeah, I'm Kara, this is Daniel, Dan.
2: <laughs> yeah, Dan is short for Daniel, yeah. so, uh, but I haven't gone by that, only, only my mom calls me that, so just be mindful. But
3: if you want to start calling him that, you can start today.
2: If you're my mom, yeah. that'd be great. So,
3: <laughs> uh, We have two little girls, we have Ellie, she's about to turn five next month, Isla, the little sister, she's three, they are having a blast back in kid church right now, they're sweeties.
2: Yeah. So, uh, also, um, someone told me this was going to be an interview, but plot twist—I've heard it's a roast. So, <laughs> so that's nice. So,
1: I love a roast. Okay. So we're gonna start. This is we're gonna start with the rapid fire questions, and then we'll move into a little bit more deep questions. Okay. So, Dan and Kara, beach or mountains?
3: Mountain people love the beach, but I gotta live if I'm gonna live somewhere mountains.
2: Um, city. Third third option, but I'm going off script. Okay,
1: I like it. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Dogs, yeah. Nice. Morning person or night owl?
3: Um, Morning if I just want to enjoy a nice quiet time. Night if I want to be productive.
2: Morning,
1: Yeah. for sure. How does that work out when you're like opposite? Is that
3: good? It sounds like
2: you're Marriage counseling. (laughs) That's what it's for. We just
3: have a like no... Serious conversations before 10 rule. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Just let me
1: be. I got fun. that. And still,
3: mm-hmm.
1: yeah. My husband uh, likes to like dance around in the morning oh, and I'm just he, like, bro, chill.
3: Here's, here's a fun story. Before we had kids, Dan got into this phase where every morning around six, he would play really loud, really obnoxious music at 6 a.m.
2: Punk rock music.
3: <laughs> yeah. It where they felt, sing bad on purpose just to felt, on you.
2: It felt Holy Spirit inspired, though. <laughs> yeah. So I had to do it. Yeah, It but
1: was matching your energy. Yeah. Like the music was matching your energy. Yeah, I get yep. up
2: and I like to just go. That's my, that's mm-hmm. my workflow is early morning. So. Yes.
1: Um. I get that. Okay, go to ice cream flavor. This is a good one.
3: I go tangy, fruity, like raspberry or, yeah.
2: I go old man, no <laughs> offense to the seniors, uh, butter pecan. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I knew
1: you were going to say that when you said old man. I don't know what it was. Okay, um, favorite season.
3: I've been a diehard fall fan, but I'm, get, I'm getting a sweet spot for spring now. It's getting into my blood.
2: I think it depends on what location you're in. Uh, probably fall. Spring and fall, pivotal change moments I like. So probably fall.
1: Yeah. I'm spring with flones. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lots of flones, Yeah, I'm a fall
0: person, but this time of year, I'm definitely a spring person. <laughs> yeah. Right. Every other time of year, spring. I'm
1: a fall person. <laughs> yes. So,
2: so what we're hearing is no one knows what our favorite season <laughs> yeah. is. It's a movie <laughs> tour.
1: Every season. Um, okay. And, and this is a good one for me to end and John Mark take over, but camping or luxe accommodations.
3: Can we do lux camping? Oh, okay. I want I want nature in my face, but I also want luxury. want a cozy bed and like some good coffee. So. Yes, yeah.
2: If I'm only picking one, it's lux accommodations. Yes. yes. I love the wilderness, but I mean, come on, a hot tub and I mean. Yes. You know.
1: Amen. Amen. Can we get an amen to lux accommodations?
0: I like the idea of the wilderness. I the idea too. of it is great, but yeah, yeah the reality but I, is. But
2: I love the feeling of a hot tub. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, and a hot shower, mm-hmm.
1: pillows, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, what is your coffee order?
3: Totally depends on time of day, but we're just gonna go cortado for okay. easy quick
2: answer. Uh, I don't know if this is considered coffee because I don't know my coffee, but a caramel macchiato. <laughs> okay. So for Enjoy me, soul. for me, coffee's <laughs> like a hot milkshake. All right. <laughs> that's what I like. So
0: that's not a bad answer. That's not a bad answer. iPhone or Android?
3: We're an iPhone family, not because yeah. we care that much. Just it's what it is.
1: That's not right. the green text messages.
3: <laughs> the green text
1: messages. Oh, yeah. No offense. No offense.
0: All you greenies out there. <laughs> uh, do you have any favorite sports teams?
3: Okay, so I'm very uncompetitive. I like playing sports. I grew up in a hardcore like N.C. or U.N.C. versus Duke family. I lean Duke. I really don't care though. I'm sorry. I know it matters a lot to a lot of. people.
0: Yeah,
2: God <laughs> leans Duke, so it's okay. <laughs> no booze.
3: Hey, for
2: fun, are there any Duke fans here? There,
1: there's oh, three. Donna. <laughs> yeah,
2: Donna, yes. wow.
1: Don- look at her. She's like no, she's into it. She's even feisty it. about it. She's a sports fan.
2: Um, so this question didn't have a time um, context on it. So '90s Chicago Bulls. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah.
1: Scotty Pippen. That's right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Period.
2: Yeah. You didn't leave
0: anybody out there, Shelley. Michael Jordan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I liked the team dynamic. Okay. Yeah.
0: Where do you fall in sibling birth order?
3: A very important question i'm three of four sisters all girls and i was the baby for five years and then i got thrusted into the world of middle child so there's mm. some there's some things to unpack there yes.
2: <laughs> i am the youngest of three two older sisters okay yes yeah, so. wow. Wow.
1: i'll be unpacking that later on <laughs> i love uh sibling order
0: me too fascinating I
1: i'm also a middle oh. of three girls wow. so okay, yeah. we can talk we can about talk. that later mm-hmm.
0: I know, I'm figuring you guys out right now. I know, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, me too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Starting to click. What was your first car?
3: I had, I think it was an 87 Beamer. The nice. stick okay. shift, yes, yes. It was a great car. Two door or
1: four door? Oh,
3: my. It was a two door, wasn't it? Oh,
1: yeah. nice. Wow. I think For my I husband way.
2: would approve. He's watching, so. Oh, uh,
3: we ran that thing two years will have wheels. to text Go me off. if he approves of that car. <laughs>
2: Uh, mine was a plum-colored Honda Accord, 97, oh, which is every young man's dream at that age, right? <laughs> yep. Just a purple car. I mean, it was, yeah, yeah. So.
1: But I bet it went on and on and on. Did it, did it last one? Yeah, it lasted forever. Yeah. So, it's probably still too long. out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: What is your go-to karaoke song?
3: I had to think about this one. This one's way. This one would humble me quick, but I think I'd have to pick "Heaven" by Brian Adams. It's just a ballad, man.
2: Right. And it's kind of Christian because "Heaven" you says can "Heaven."
3: It. You, can, you can go there with it.
2: Um, yeah, i I've maybe have done karaoke one time, so I had to imagine myself in the scene and what would be the right atmosphere. And I don't know if everyone would know the song, but has anyone heard the song "Nothing's Gonna Stop Us" by Starship? Oh, yeah. Sing yeah.
3: it, sing it.
2: Maybe tonight at the party. <laughs> If it goes Same. right, yes.
3: <laughs>
0: I, I want to say if you're part of the Queen City family, you're going to end up doing karaoke at some point. I love, I love that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. It's Um And you are, so you will. Yeah. <laughs> Do you play a musical instrument?
3: I tried so hard. I wanted to be musical so bad. I'm not. <laughs> I tried. I took guitar lessons. I did. I tried all the things. No, too much math and music. I can't.
2: Sorry. Uh, I play guitar. I used to play it a lot. Not so much anymore. So more of a VH1 where are they now kind of phase I'm in. So. Um, but yeah.
1: Too many calluses. I mean like it hurts, you
0: know, yeah. to play guitar. I don't know. As a girl. Yeah. It's like not
1: the best. No, it hurts as a boy too. No, yeah. It's it boys too. <laughs> <laughs> We're just
0: not allowed to talk about it. Oh, okay. That's, okay, right. Okay. That's right. That's right.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you just got
1: to be tough guys. Right for yeah. the
3: pain.
0: Are you, do you consider
2: yourself techie?
3: I'm about as low tech as it gets. I'm into a lot of stuff, and I've probably got the lowest tech version of everything that you can get.
2: I'm I'm t- probably techie enough to be dangerous. So maybe to a techie person, not so much, but to the average person, probably. Yeah. So.
1: I love a techie person. Yeah, me too. You know, like when you have to put together, like, your television? Like, if you get a new TV and you got to plug all the things in, and it's just like. Yeah. Dad, where are you?
0: You always got to have one techie friend. Yeah. If yes. you don't, you're
1: yes.
0: you're a mess. Um, how many pillows do you sleep with?
3: Okay, it has to be fluffy but flat. That's how I like it. It's interesting. It
2: yeah. is interesting. Uh, I start with two and end with one. Yeah, okay. So, I don't, there's no reason. It's just that's what I've done.
1: Does it just end up on the floor? He
3: swallows, or like down and.
2: Yeah, at some point I just yeah. wake up and throw that other one down. You're over it. It's just kind of like my power move. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what's going on? Totally. Do you like
0: to swim, ski, snowboard, shoot hoops, play pickleball, or compete in a race? Hmm.
3: I will do all of them. I love swimming. Love biking. Was terrible at snowboarding, but tried it. I've done a few races. But I'm not, like, expert at any of them. I'm more of the the try-it-all kind of thing. Anything active, I'm into.
2: Yeah, and just just so everyone knows, Kara has uh, this magnet for accidents. And so we just really got to guard some of these things in in life right now. Um,
3: I did once fall off a waterfall and get caught by my pants and my head was hanging in the water. That was one of my more accident-prone moments
2: yeah so that's awesome uh (laughs) yikes i think all maybe i would enjoy them not go out of my way to do them like to shoot hoops i'll drag
3: him along sometimes
2: yeah i'm more i like golf if i'm going to pick one thing not good but i love to play golf so i realize i've been stealing your questions that's
1: okay i was into it (laughs) do people always ask you if you play basketball though or did you play basketball? Uh, used to, yes. not so yeah. much anymore. It's like such a tall person question. Yeah. Is it not? It Can is. We I, get all it. Agree? I, I
0: grew up people always ask like, me. Like, do you play yeah. basketball? No.
1: No, yeah. I do not. <laughs> For the, I get my nails done. <laughs> okay, I'm taking over. Okay, I love this. What is your guilty pleasure?
3: I had trouble with this because most of the things I enjoy I'm not gonna feel guilty about.
1: Oh, <laughs> period. I'm like Thank you.
3: Everything in moderation. So if I'm going to do it, I'm the guilt is stand at the door. But it'd probably be food related. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Mine is definitely food related. So anything with sugar, I'm in. Yeah.
1: But like what? Like like what kind of sugar is it like chocolate or like sour candy or is it cake Both. or is it ice cream? Just All keep of going. The I'll up. tell you when
2: you hit one that doesn't fit.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Donuts, cake. My, my go-to is wake up at 2 in the morning, can't sleep, glass of milk with, like, a donut.
1: Oh, okay. And
3: I wake up in the morning, and I see the wreckage. And the, the crumbs. Up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
1: What happened in here? Okay. Do you know your Enneagram? And if so, what is it? Okay, I We're nerded. all dying to know. I
3: want to hear everybody in the rooms, too, but we'll get there. <laughs> I, I nerded out pretty hard for a couple of years, and it t- took me a couple of years to finally settle on...
1: Seven, seven. We all know a seven. <laughs> seven. So
2: what is seven? The, what is the seven?
1: Sevens are fun. They're right? fun.
3: I put the, think they put are. With a little, little neur- neurosis sprinkled in. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think sevens yeah. are so fun. Is there is there any sevens in the house? Raise are your people?
3: hand. Yes.
1: Sevens, <laughs> give it up for Come the on. sevens.
2: <laughs> so mine is an eight. So any eights in the house? Yeah. Hey.
1: All right. There we go.
3: Yep,
2: yep. Period.
1: We love an eight. I love an eight. Can, can we? David Valir is an eight.
2: What are
0: you guys? Yeah,
3: please tell us. At least you two. Tell us.
0: Uh, I, I test as a four.
3: Nice.
1: I test
0: as test a four. As a four. That's but actually, what do you think? You don't want that label, though, How
1: right do was. you identify?
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, as a four, I identify how I feel.
1: <laughs> it could be any number.
0: No, I'm a four with a three. So I need to succeed and I need to be special.
1: So. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, Sarah,
1: I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am an eight. Nice. Nice. Yes. Good through company. and through. I've worked through a lot of the anger part. Praise the Lord. But yeah, I've smoothed out a little bit of my old age. But I love an eight. You know, I love the energy of an eight. Mother
3: Teresa was an eight. Ooh. Thank just you. Just because you. Thank you. Yep. Yeah.
2: So I'm like Mother Teresa. Aww. That's cool. That's great. I think
1: the eights have like a soft, a soft heart, mm-hmm. really. That's our problem. That's why we're angry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I lost my place. Oh, here we go. Do you have any nicknames? Do you have nicknames for each other?
3: I think you've given me more nicknames than anybody.
1: Yeah.
3: But for a while, early on it was Scooby and then made a pretty hard turn to boo, and it stayed there for a while.
2: Yeah, I don't have nicknames personally, but I give them often. Mm -hmm. And so if you ever get a nickname from me, it's it's just because I I love you. It's an endearing thing that I do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's always a moving target. They're never premeditated. They just come out, the Lord uses me, and it's just awesome. (laughs) But yeah. the boo thing actually started as a joke years ago. I started calling her boo, and I just kept doing it because it was kind of driving her crazy. And to this day, I still call her that, so it kind of stuck. She's in my phone as boo. I'm
3: Actually, more than one person's phone is boo.
1: Yeah. I like boo. I love a nickname as well, so.
0: I like, you know, when you have to meet a lot of people, mm-hmm. and their name doesn't look like them. Yes. You give them a nickname. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It and it's endearing to them and memorable to you. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, but have you ever been called a nickname by someone that you don't know that well and you're like, you don't know me like that?
2: No, yeah, no. That's offensive. Maybe.
1: Like, people love to call me Shell, which, I mean, obviously I get that. My name is Shelly. But, like, if somebody who doesn't know me calls me Shell, I'm like, you don't know me like that. (laughs) (laughs) No, and anyways, this is about them. Okay, coming back. What would your superpower be?
3: Okay. I would love to have something that could project your mind like a movie. So when you're trying to explain something you've had in your mind or a dream you're trying to tell, that they could watch it like a movie. That would be so nice. And yes. then teleportation, teleportation too. Yes.
2: I would definitely not like to have that one. <laughs> um, me either. That scares me. Here's, here's one I think about often, and um, please just hear me out. I would love to have the gift of flicking cars off the road, just like, but like they wouldn't get hurt. But you know, these guys are in traffic, everybody's them. responsible. And there's that one guy just cutting people off, driving thing. reckless. Ooh. I have a justice trigger. So I'd just like to just flip them off the road. They wouldn't get hurt, but their car would never work again. Like that kind of superpower it would be awesome. It
1: you know. would come in handy. It would. Sure. Um, what countries outside the U.S. have you been to?
3: Okay, my list is shorter, so just add my list onto his list. So uh, Jamaica uh, stopped in Dublin and did Scotland and England and France. And I almost went to Canada, but we stayed on the U.S. side, so that doesn't count. I think that's it. Hmm. So then yours is the same plus. I've
2: got to repeat them or I'll get lost. (laughs) So Canada, Mexico, Jamaica, Scotland, Ireland, England, France, South Africa. Probably California would be probably <laughs> the last one. Any it's,
1: Californians in here? It's kind of a new country, right? <laughs> we love California. We're jealous we of how beautiful it is there.
3: Um, do you have any phobias? <sighs> Clowns, definitely. Um, things dressed up like mascots or things weird, like that are just human enough but look a little bit off. Anything in a costume just really gets my heart
2: racing, That's and interesting. I can't Mascots. make it make sense. Yeah. Mascots. Um, I don't like heights, but it's contextual. I'm fine in a plane or in a skyscraper, but outside on top of the skyscraper, I'll probably pass out and fall off. So,
1: Yeah, makes sense. Okay, and, and this is the last of the rapid fire. What is your dream vacation? Hmm.
3: Dream with me. Summertime, we're in the south of France. You wake up, go on the swim in the ocean, then you go back to your villa that is an orchard with all the fresh fruit. You eat that. You ride a bike into town. Dan and the girls are at a cafe waiting for you. (laughs)
2: Wow. (laughs) It's the first time I'm hearing this, by the way.
3: (laughs) I could go on for the rest, like I could tell you the rest of the day, but we'll stop there. So the south of France, yes. Riding
1: your bike. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: I think for me, anything Europe, Scotland, UK, just ping pong around. Uh, but here's the thing. It's also how you approach vacation. So we like to just get lost and wander. We don't have a lot of like, rules and plans to do. We'll just literally pick a city and walk through it for days. So
1: Yes. Yeah. I've heard that there's people who don't like plans and on, on a vacation. There's ones that do like plans and they marry each other. <laughs> No? We dodged okay. that.
2: We dodged that
1: bullet, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: But then nobody's making plans. I just, just want to have plenty
1: of time to chill, right? I just want to yeah. chill. Yeah. My sister wants to get like 75,000 steps in every day. Okay, personal questions.
0: All right, let's go. How long have you been in ministry?
3: So I would count it probably as 2009. So I don't remember. How many years ago was that? I don't know. 50- Somebody do some math. I told you I don't do math. Okay, 16 years. (laughs) Thank you. About 16 years. Yeah. And then a little longer for you.
2: Yeah, 15, probably full-time 15, and some part-time before that. So maybe like, I don't know, 17, 18 years.
1: Wait, how long have y'all been
2: married?
3: It'll be 11 in April. Yeah,
2: 11 years. We started late. She wasn't sure. So have you guys
1: been in ministry for that whole 15 years together?
2: Yeah, we actually planted uh, unified before we were married. So uh, they said it couldn't be done, but here we are. We did it.
0: I was going to make a dad joke, but I won't. Never miss an opportunity
3: for a dad
0: joke. How did you? Now everyone wants to know what it is, though. We planted unified before you were unified. That's right. Oh, a terrible joke sh- absolutely horrible <laughs> i'm ashamed of myself Robert, robin's shaking his head no, <laughs> Just no now. well he can't he um, cannot
1: talk he, he are cannot. you kidding me
0: i received no judgment from him <laughs> on that <laughs> uh how did you meet the lord
3: i was born into a family who were believers and i'm so grateful for what they poured into me at a young age um So I met the Lord in that way. I remember being in the back of my parents' astro van when I met Jesus. And um, from there, it turned into something much more personal to me, which I'm grateful for around, I would say, uh, in my teenage years, I was, like, feeling this, this pull and this hunger, and I didn't know how to put words to it. And then I would say around 18, I had some really... Pivotal moments of feeling like I met the Father face to face in a lot of ways, and that's I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was like my second meeting of Him, but it was like where it became extremely real and personal for me. So,
2: yeah, I think meeting the Lord's like you meet the Lord, but then you start to meet the layers of the Lord, and we're always doing that. I don't think that ever ends. Um, but I've probably said this before, but pretend you've never heard it. I grew up Southern Baptist, like country church. Um, just picture that, and that 's what it was. Um, super grateful for those roots because both my parents came from like a, a you know not super Christian homes, abusive homes, separated homes, um, and they were the two who kind of broke the pattern in their family so um, a huge shift and a huge win, so super grateful for that. but as I got older, um, teenage years kind of left church, left left the idea of god and um, and I have no other way to describe it, but it was just like this season where God's presence, and I didn't have language for that at the time, um, but it was like God's presence and just his sovereign, gentle self, um, I think just, you know, kind of sat with me. And I didn't know all that. This is like my later on definition, but so for a couple of years, I went through the season where just this like conviction of the reality of God, like there's got to be more I wrestled with and, That led me into big questions, which really led me to embracing the Lord and um, encountering Him in a way that I'd not just never experienced, but never heard of in in my roots. Um, And so that journey turned into this relationship and unfolding, and that's where I met the Lord, and um, just a quick story, I I got filled with the Holy Spirit one time driving in my car, Um, and I remember I was driving just outside Boone, and I would just take... Hours Like, I was so hungry for the Lord, I would just put a worship CD on. And we didn't worship growing up, so I didn't know how to. Um, but I would just put a worship CD on, because it's the only way I could figure out how to connect with these deeper parts that I didn't have language for. And so I would just drive around and worship the Lord. And out of that, I, I ended up getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Um, and had to pull off the road. I remember exactly where I pulled off the road. And I remember just having this encounter. I mean, the full-blown Holy Spirit encounter. and just afterwards processing like what the heck just happened you know because um, i didn't know i had no grid for that mm-hmm. and so that started this pursuit of just like searching for the lord i would drive all over the place um literally all over the country just not looking for a church but looking for him in a church like something that could resonate with what i was feeling because I, I needed someone to kind of describe it to me um And, and yeah, so I I met the Lord, but then I started to meet these layers of him that really shifted everything for me. Um,
1: and how old were you? Did you say how old you were when you, when, when did you start driving around uh, to to meet with the Lord? I love to meet with the Lord in the car.
0: Yeah. It's It's like a Springsteen song. (laughs) She both met the Lord in a car. It's just,
1: (laughs) I know in an Astro van Mm -hmm. and in a car. Oh, that's true. Wow. Go
0: in places. Amen. Yeah. i a lot of friends meet or get filled with the Holy Spirit in the car.
2: What's that? By yourself. I've had
0: several friends who've had, yeah, something about the car. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
2: You know, can I just point out too, not to go super off, we don't have a script, but I'm going off it. Um, that season for me really led to so many things we've done in ministry. To know that God doesn't have to come the same way all the time, but he still comes, really gave us, at least gave me a grace to not... Try to make it a singular way that he has to do something. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was really significant that it happened in a car, I think. Um, But I think I was like maybe 20. So I'm 41 now. So I I think I was like 20 when that happened. That's so cool.
0: Can I say that I think sometimes God specifically does not come the way he did before? Yeah. Like on purpose. That's right. Like sometimes you can almost count on God not doing what he did in your life before ever again. Yeah. Because he doesn't want you to... You know, develop some kind of formula,
2: maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, if you only ever know them on one layer and you can't exactly. there, then you're missing all the other exactly. layers. And so, I, yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like the C.S. Lewis thing about you never get back to Narnia the same way. God's like, nope, I'm literally not going to do mm-hmm. it this way because I did it that way last time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, the layers of the Lord.
2: That's the layers awesome. of the Lord.
0: I'm going to write that down.
2: <laughs> New series. No, I'm just kidding. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> The layers of the Lord. Um, Who are your biggest inspirations and why?
3: It's funny you just mentioned C.S. Lewis because that, I feel like, him and George McDonald, which was kind of, he was kind of his predecessor and who C.S. Lewis learned a lot from. I feel like in those years of like early teen where I was talking about where I was feeling this hunger and I couldn't put my finger on it, I wasn't necessarily understanding what it was and I wasn't seeing it in church the same way. It was a lot of C.S. Lewis' words that kind of gave a voice to what I was feeling that, like, that longing for something, this home you haven't been to, but you feel it inside. And when you look at nature, it just, like, it makes you almost feel homesick, but you don't know why. And, like, a lot of what C.S. Lewis wrote was really resonating with me. It still does. But um, when I met the Lord in that really profound way a few years after that, it was like, that's what I was feeling. That's that call back to my source was what I was like longing for and so that those words I feel like were really pivotal in my formation and in my understanding of the gospel and who the father is Um,
2: yeah Yeah, I think for me it's probably different the more you get to know me the more this makes sense Um, I don't think I have like big inspirations I just have tons of little, little ones um, that have had big impact, but I'm s- probably spread super thin. One of the things that I, that I love is just to draw from multiple streams, different voices, different sides of the fence, and um, even even sides I would disagree with, but but extract the good and the value and the beauty out of those stories. Um, so I think I've just been influenced and inspired by just a lot of different different wells, not two or three big ones. Um, but if I was going to pick one, not to be cliche, but it, I I think of someone like. Uh, the apostle paul um because you see a guy who was going one direction has an encounter with the lord and goes the other direction um and he starts to champion this thing that he was persecuting but i think paul's ability to navigate early church with just the complexities of different streams and um you know just so many different battles and hold this stable anchor of jesus in the gospel like it was the one thing he, i think he would just had a superpower in was to tether people to the main thing like keep the main thing the main thing um because that's the one place everyone can live and this thing makes sense and paul was so good at just being stable um when everything we sing it this morning when everything's shaking like he was this constant anchor and tether to the early church so to me, that's kind of inspiring just in the context of ministry. Um, and then other than that, probably like John Travolta. You know, something, you know.
0: His moves. His moves. Do you think Paul was an Enneagram 8?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know enough about the Enneagram. Yeah. I just I've missed on him. Uh, no. yeah. yeah.
1: It sounds like an 8, how he was describing him. Yeah. yeah. What
0: if John Travolta played the
2: Apostle Paul? In a movie. In a movie.
1: I can can sort of see it.
2: Yeah. That'd be great. It would. With dancing and everything. Like a a Bible musical. musical.
0: Yeah. That'd be cool. (laughs) Paul the musical.
2: (laughs) Paul on ice,
0: even better. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) If you could describe your biggest takeaway... Of the Lord in one sentence. What would it be?
3: Hmm. Now that is difficult. That is very difficult.
0: I know I, I paused for a second before that. Oh, That's wow. a little bit of a.
3: Biggest takeaway. I mean. <clears throat> the reality is. I feel like. My whole life. It's like I wanted to find something. To give my obsession to. Something I could put my stamp on. And be like this is what I'm about. And I I feel like. For me, it's like okay, that's what Jesus is. I I can read about him and what I've encountered about him. It's like I'm with that guy. Like I'm I'm okay with everything he's about. I'll, I can put my stamp on that. And then it's just like through my journey with the Lord, seeing just the the foundation that he is and the deep friendship that he's brought to me, and the just the fact that it's the love you can have for someone who's never loved you the wrong way. Like his love is so pure and it's like, I can give that love back.
0: I feel like I'm going to need Kara to preach a series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would just On CS Lewis <laughs> and friendship with God. I will sign up for that yeah. conference.
3: There would be a lot of tears guys. I'm a, I'm a cry talker. So just, that's one thing you can know about me right off the bat. Well, we're a crying church. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah that's a big question and a tough one um, but I think when I think about like one takeaway I think it's just he sums up everything in the sense he's the definition mm. so when I think of life reality who we are like he's the source he's the creator and life life to the, the beating heart only makes sense with him in the, in the middle um, so for me I think it's just like he, he's our reality he's our definition mm. and life doesn't make sense without him mm. um so I kind of come back to that one word of, like, everything. He's, he's everything. Sounds yeah. cliche, but it's just true. I'd sign up that for that everything? conference, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. Me, too.
2: It's on ice, by the way. <laughs> wow. Everything on ice. Everything on ice. <laughs> Reality on ice.
1: Um, what is your favorite family tradition?
3: Mm-hmm. Ooh, we have some fun ones in our house. I feel like it's hard to pick a favorite, but... Dan started this one when Ellie was itty-bitty, itty-bitty, where he would pull out his guitar and he would sing Blackbird by The Beatles um, to her at night, and it was really sweet. And then we also started uh, Silly Dance at night. A lot of our traditions are nighttime, bedtime routines. Oh yeah. Um, usually, girls just want to have fun, Cindy Lauper, and we just dance. Sometimes there's strobe light, sometimes not. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my favorite tradition with me and the girls is I love just taking them on little adventures. We like to get out on wheels and go explore
2: yeah they they do a thing called froggy friday so it's sweet (laughs) frog but it's been froggy friday their whole their whole life so fridays are fun for them uh for me i think it's two one would be um story time nightly um only because it's one of the few times i can get them both like I'll lay like this and read a book, and they'll both put their little squishy faces on my shoulders. <laughs> and that's just the best place to be. So that's one of my favorite traditions. Um, and then just because they're at this age, Christmas morning, it's just the most fun just to watch them. Uh, is such a blast. So.
1: I love that. I love Christmas traditions, too. How did you and Kara meet?
3: Or... Kara, how did you <laughs> yell okay. just... all me? Dan's got like the, the pocket version. Can Go I ahead.
2: start? And then you can do your, do your thing. <laughs> um, so I'm sitting in my apartment one night in Boone. And we're just hanging out. You know, just, just me and the dudes. And Kara walks in. And that's it. That's how we met. Ta-da. It's awesome. Didn't have to try. Didn't have to pray about it. Didn't stress out about it. So when people are looking for that someone, my advice is just sit sit at home and wait. See what God does. Let him let him Yeah, so now you can tell your version, but that's my version and that's 100% true. It wasn't love at first sight.
3: Yeah, it actually kind of was.
2: Yeah, I think so.
3: For both of you? I mean,
2: I think I'd have to go back and ask myself at that time, but yeah, it was pretty close. You
3: wrote it down. You yeah. got you got receipts. Oh. <laughs> so What's your take? My my take was... So I went uh, to App State for school. Um, Woo, yeah. App State? That's woo, woo. (laughs) I've got a few. (laughs) Nice. Um, So I I had been through a a part of my life where the short version is I had an idea in my mind of what I wanted my life to be, and I wanted God to bless it. And I had this really cool encounter with the Lord where I just laid it, like, for the first time for real, laid my life before the Lord, And then I was like, I want to go to the mountains. And that was just like something he'd put in my heart. Uh, And I was like really hungry for the Lord. I was going to every campus ministry I could. um, Met some friends through that. Was hanging out with one of them one night. And she's like, hey, so-and-so invited us to hang out. Do you want to go over there or do you want to do this or this or this? I was like, let's go to that person's house. And it was his house. Um, And that night he made me laugh more than anybody has ever made me laugh before. It's very important. And then... uh, we continued to hang out i told my roommate he's perfect and that's what i say we both knew pretty early on i'm sorry would you i didn't catch up you need it do you need it recorded
2: (laughs) perfect
3: yeah those were my words wow it's a lot to (laughs) love it (laughs) Um, but yeah we uh, we were just obnoxiously flirty and but then we started having these conversations about the lord and i was like Oh, there's more here. Like <laughs> we he would he would start speaking about the Lord and it was hitting me so deep in my spirit, I was like, Yeah, yeah, that's what I believe too. And then I was like, I've never had those conscious thoughts before, but that's exactly what I've been feeling inside. And it was really cool because when we met it was just like it clicked in a way that I didn't have to do the list thing, like, oh they're this, 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 and this. It was just like mm-hmm. this feels like a part of me that's been missing that I've known about. But I didn't know what it was. So that was a really cool thing. And then, yeah, we journeyed from there and
1: And
2: started a church. Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. So just sit on your couch and wait. That's all you got to do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That didn't work for me, but.
0: (laughs) Well, someone invited them over. So someone was doing something. Somebody was making a move. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't remember who it was, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this, they this, did it.
1: This is a great follow-up to that. How have you approached ministry together?
3: So I would say a big thing that's always been in our heart is just the overflow of realizing the Father's love and realizing how near He is and how thin that veil is. I think we've we've just felt that overwhelming feeling of like this this is a game changer like this changes the way life functions this is the this is the heart of of who we are and so just being in relationship with people and like hopefully that some of that value that the lord has for people spilling over is is what i mean we have to offer what he has offered to us and that's kind of where that comes from um but yeah just really valuing people and building on that and letting them feel the father's smile on them
2: yeah we we kind of live by this thought that jesus built he didn't build the church in the boardroom but at the dinner table and so we've just always tried to model that not that we're the best at it but um it's just one of the things we're intentional about um but probably also just just a level of faith trust but also this mystery with the lord um We've had a lot of Abraham moments where God just says, hey, you know it's time to move and ch- go, just basically get up and go and I'll show you as we go. Um, yeah, so I think we approach it that way with intentionality but never at the cost of mystery, you know, if that makes sense. So,
1: Did you guys know that you wanted to be in ministry? Like, did you figure that out together, separately? Like, I mean, how did that happen? Because Cause I think sometimes there's spouses, there's like a person in the relationship that is like, wants to be in ministry. And maybe the spouse is like, yeah, I want to like be in marketing, you know what I mean? Or what I, and, and not that you can't do both and marketing isn't, you know, ministry or whatever, but like, I mean, you started a church together.
2: right?
1: So was that like, you're, you guys were like, we're starting a church together. Or did you want to start a church? Or did well, you we,
2: s- yeah, we started it before we were quote together. We had we were dating, <laughs> obviously, but yeah. Uh-huh. So so yes and no. I think. Um I don't think there was ever like we sat down, oh we're gonna plant a church. There was yeah. none of that. This was like it
1: just happened. This is
2: my life, it's for Jesus, it's for kingdom, don't always know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um and we were in the middle of that journey. So it's just kinda like things were merging as we were moving toward him. Yeah. Uh everything just merged into that moment. Yeah. Just so.
1: very like organically, naturally yeah, just came together. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um I, yeah, go ahead.
0: I just I love what you said a second ago about Jesus built the church. From the dinner table, dinner table, not yeah. the board table. Boardroom, yeah. I love that. Just want to say, I love that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So he's gonna be. They're gonna be having people over. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah Jesus went to at most the same other time.
3: people's house. He was like, "Let me come to your house." Oh, yeah. There yeah. you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just kidding. You're welcome.
2: <laughs> I'm coming to your house today. Yeah. Do <laughs> oh, no. you ready? It's today. <laughs> it's right now.
1: Okay. And the last little bit of that, is what are the high points and the struggles? I guess, of the past, you know, 15 years.
3: I would say, hands down, the high points is when you get to see somebody have that, like, light bulb come on, and, like, they, their paradigm just shifts. Because, like, once you, once you know something, you can't unknow it, and it's just so cool to watch that moment, and then you get to see the life change that comes from that. And we, like, for me, I love the stories where we've gotten got to see somebody in a, in a position where you're like, it's easy to say, okay, there's, there might not be any coming back from that. Like, that's that's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. But to watch them actually find restoration is, oh, that's mm, that's it's good stuff. Yeah, that's really exciting right. stuff. Um, opposite side of the coin is probably the the hardest, is when you see somebody and you see what could be there, you see the freedom they could have, and you can't make people take that journey like you you have to people go where they don't go and you, you you lay your life down in a way that you hope that you give them every opportunity to do so but at the end of the day sometimes you see that potential for freedom and, and people walk away from that and that's that's the hardest part i'd say
2: yeah same for me i think it's um the high is changed people like the paradigm shift but also change people who change places I think it's, there's a missional component is as we become, something else becomes as well. Um, you just I think there's ministry in the way that we inhabit, and so as we become like him, I think it shifts the world around us, and that's part of why we're here. Um, and then the low would just be when potential is left dormant, when you see the life of God in people and they can't see it for themselves. It's just a toughie. And you can only imagine Jesus walking the planet and no one knows what's, not just at their dinner table, but what's also locked inside them. The DNA of a creator that they don't even know had to be probably frustrating. Um, so, yeah. I
0: love that. Yeah. I love that answer. Both of those answers. Me too. Um, okay, here's one. Um, this is for either of you or both or, or whoever wants to answer. Um, Why does church matter in 2024?
2: I think part of, kind of like I was just saying, I think there's this groan of creation for the church to become who she actually is. You know, the Bible says that all creation groans waiting on the manifestation of sons, um, which are just, it's a neutral term that just means we're the inheritors of the kingdom, we're the maturing of his likeness in the earth, uh, to sum it up. So I think it matters because there's actually a mandate on us to be what we're we are and supposed to be. Tricky language, um, but both are true. Um, and also, when I think of like Ephesians four, you see the structure of what we call fivefold gifts in the church, and there's these three layers. One is that there's unity in the faith. There's the equipping of the saints for something. So there is a why, um, but there's also this. Um, uh, call to come into the knowledge of him. And all of these summed up talk about the maturing of us. So maturity is actually on the other side of walking this thing out that's called church. No matter what it looks like, those components are the same. Um, and so I think it's super important that we do deep community. Uh, again, if he did it at the dinner table, that's our model. Jesus is our lens. And so when we look through Jesus, these are the things that were important to him. And we can trust that on the other side of these models and these things as the best version of ourselves and the maturing of ourselves as uh, His image in the earth. So I think it's super important. Also, it's fun if you go into a fun church. So, church on ice. <laughs> that sounds. That sounds cool.
0: <laughs> um, what is your dream for QCC over the next decade?
2: Mm. First off, these are big questions. They are um, big. And these are the ones I kind of wrote some thoughts down just so I can hit a target and not um, be too broad. But um, I think one would be that we don't just encounter the presence of God, but we carry it. Um, I think that's super important. Um, Another one would be that we're an emotionally healthy church. Um, Especially in the time that we're in, thinking of the next 10 years, this is a crucial thing that we have to have conversations about. Um, And not just talk about, but model well, which means we have to pay a price to get there, whatever that looks like. But I really want to be a church where our kids um, grow to love the Lord, not leave the Lord. And often they leave the Lord because they saw signs and wonders but didn't see mothers and fathers. Um, so I want to be a church that the full context of family is represented but represented well, not just present physically but present emotionally. Um, and that's, you know, unfortunately a conversation I think the church is in right now. Um, also, I, I think just be in that church, on, to piggyback on that, where families are empowered but also have a support system to navigate the complexities of the moment we're in. Um, I dream that we would fulfill the call of Jesus to really model what it looks like to one uh, love one another and build deep community. Um, another would be, and this is in our name: we're Queen City Church. That's a bold statement to say, "Hey, we're a church for the Queen City. We are a church for Charlotte." So, who is Charlotte? Um, and so, I just pray whatever this looks like, we're we're a church who isn't just in Charlotte, but we really are, are a church who's for Charlotte. Um, and again, I'm not sure what all of these look like. yet. Yeah, these are just dreams. But I um, also pray that we are a church that is safe for people to be human. Um, but we're also a church who empowers humanity to be sons and be daughters. That That frail, flawed, humans can come and still walk in the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit and life in God and they don't have to get everything just right because he's the right thing that we get Um, and so I pray that we're a church who knows that tension and that balance of broken and whole and can hold it in the same hand in the same context of ministry and not have to swing hard one direction or the other I think the world needs churches like that who can love them again this is the table of Jesus by the way He's sitting with people who fit that description so well. Um, also, um, a couple more quick ones on that. Um, this one I actually felt prophetically, and it goes back to the word Robin's been sharing, and I felt it so strong lately. But I think in the next 10 years, just for QCC specifically, there's going to be so many dormant things that bloom. Um, I felt that when I first came here and was just, you know, a weird guy in the corner sitting um, you could just sense that there's there's things in the soil. And Dormant doesn't mean bad. It's not. A, don't let that carry a negative weight or tone. It's actually a really good thing because dormancy is a time. It's an accuracy statement. It's not a positive or negative. It's a timing thing. And so I just really think dormant things are going to come to life. I think there's so many things in the soil here uh, that God has planted and He's He's stirred. Uh, but there is a season where I think not just promises. I don't want that to sound too cliche, but it's true um, where promises really have a fulfilled side. Um, so I'm super excited to see what that looks like. Um, and last, I just pray that we're a church that's full of joy, declaration, and testimony. Um, that what we carry is contagious to our city, contagious to our families, contagious to one another. Um, because the kingdom should be contagious. It's good that way. So, I love it.
1: Great answers. Did you I just hit, hit myself yeah. in the mouth.
0: <laughs> do you, uh, we've got a few more questions. How are we doing on time? How many? You want to do one or two more? Sweet. I mean. Does anyone want to leave? Raise your hand.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just to, I'm just trying to gauge here. Yeah, yeah. How are, you, sp- how are you feeling? I'm good. I'll, I can spit answers quickly so we no, can no, get no, lunch, but...
1: No, that, that was all very important. Yeah, very I good. know. Yeah.
0: I all right, let's was keep, let's, I mean.
1: And I think this yep. next question is, is you sort of, spoke, you've already spoke to it a little bit, but what does a healthy church look like to you? You talked about emotional health. Um, and I think that's really, you know, I think of yeah. that as healthy. Um, but
2: yeah. what,
1: would, what would you say a healthy church looks like to you?
2: Going back to my, uh, if, if I had a number one inspiration, Paul. Um, keeping the main thing the main thing is how we stay healthy. Um, When we capitalize on the minors and are distracted from the majors, we usually tilt into the room of unhealthy somewhere. And usually it's because we can't differentiate between what's a DNA thing and what's actually the target. And most of the time a DNA thing should be the overflow of hitting the target. A good example would be we don't want to be a church who's just uh, looking... For signs and wonders, signs and wonders are actually the overflow of hitting the target of being signs. Um, if we hit that target of identity, then out of the overflow of that, um, we carry the thing we 're called to carry. but too often we pursue the thing rather than hit the main thing and so you know we can do a lot of Jesus stuff but not actually be like him and so a church that looks like Jesus is the healthiest we could be um, I think um, Again, three points to sum it up. A healthy church is a church who uh, knows who they are because they really know who he is. It's an identity statement. Everything we do flows from that. Um, It's a church who knows why they are, um, that we're not just here to do good church, but we are salt and light that we do carry something in this world um, that brings the kingdom around us. Um, And it's also a church that... It carries a culture of family, a place where streams merge. That's not built on preference, but it's built on Jesus being centric. It's built on him being the common main thing that we can all be tethered to. And so I think if we hit those three things and everything else is the overflow, um, then I think we can be a healthy church. So, And vitamins. At, we put vitamins at the door. That would be cool. Um.
1: I, I, lo- I love the conversation of culture, you know, and I think Queen City Church has a culture already. You know, Robin and Donna have spilt that with, with, the, with the board and the team and the people that have been coming yeah. here. But what are your non-negotiables as a leader when it comes to cultural values? Non-negotiables.
2: Yeah, these are non-negotiables, and the beauty is these these are the things, like when we first came here, the big question was DNA, what's in the soil? Would we be disruptive, or are we the same? And so, to me, these are what I already saw in the culture, and these would be the ones that I would write down. And this is an abbreviated list. There could be ten more of these, but, I mean, it's 1215. Um, number one is the presence. Um, not, the, not just the moment, but the awareness of His presence. He's with us, but he's also in us. He never leaves us. And so we're not just chasing a moment. We're embracing a reality. So the presence of God has to be number one. And I'm reminded of Moses who says, hey, if you don't go, I don't want to. So I don't want to do anything without the presence of of the Lord being um, forefront. Uh, Another one would be authenticity. Um, I think he made us, and that needs to be seen uh, in its rawest form, not hidden. Um, I think we should all have a unique voice, not the same voice. Even though we're preaching the same gospel, it can come through different voices. Um, I think honor is a huge uh, component that we need to value because humanity's uh, humanity's made it in his image and everyone deserves to be honored and to be treated with dignity. I think it's a non-negotiable. Um, I say this a lot. I'll say it again. Family, I think, being um, a culture where streams merge. And there's space for every stream. It's super important. Again, that was the table of Jesus. It was merging streams. Um, But somehow he made one thing out of many ingredients. Um, Another one that I love is in the soil here is creativity. Um, God's a creator. It's the first thing that we see about him. And if he's our creator, that means in our DNA, we're creators too. And the truth is, we're always creating something, so we might as well do it on purpose. We might as well create what we want to create. Um, Another one would be worship. Like I said, I used to drive in my car for hours. This was like my deepest connection with the Lord when I uh, really found him. But um, it does something. Um, First off, it's the most sacrificial thing we can do is... Learn what real worship, and I don't mean just music. Worship is not limited to music, um, but it's super important because it is the most sacrificial layer of what it means to to look at Him and for everything else to be silent. Um, and it is a sacrifice to distract yourself from the world enough that you're just focused on Him. The one thing I would say that I value too is I never want to use worship as the tool. To get the benefits. Because one thing worship does is it changes us, it changes atmospheres, it shifts my perspective, but I don't want to approach it that way. Mm-hmm. I want to behold Him, knowing that on the other side of beholding Him, um, I'm changed, right? If that makes yeah. sense. Um, and I think uh, probably just a last one for time's sake I deeply value organism over organization. I think the church should be alive and breathing and have a pulse, not just be a well-ran organization. Organizations, there are enough that it serves us, but we never want to tilt into the realm where we serve it. Um, but the church should be something that's alive and its culture, should be healing, it should be breathing, it should be life to people. It should have a pulse. Um, and so the, those are my non-negotiables. Take them or leave them.
0: Beautiful. Solid. Solid. Uh, So this last question is a two-part question. And uh, I feel like you've pretty much answered the first part of the question, but I'm going to ask it again because you may have uh, some other things you want to say about it, and I think it's relevant to the second half of the question. But what do you hope for the people of Queen City Church? You know, the people in this room and the people that may not be in this room but consider themselves a part of the greater Queen City family you know, um, what is your hope for them, and what is your hope from them? Yeah. What do you? What would you hope to see for them, and what would you hope to see them contribute to the Queen City community? Yeah, community, family, church—whatever word we want to use.
2: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, yeah, I think in everything we've answered, the the tr- the the answers in there woven. Um. But number one, I hope that we are a healthy people, um, because that's the fullest expression of life in Jesus. I, I, my, my hope for this church, um, is that we really do carry a joy, um, that represents him, but also gives us life because I think, um, that's what we're wired for, um, But I pray that we are just a healthy church. I hope that we are an expression of Jesus in the earth and not just another name brand on a building somewhere. Um, I don't want people to come to a name brand. I don't want people to serve the name brand. I want us to carry and serve the kingdom of God, and that transcends all brands and marketing and all that fun stuff that we can tend to do in church world. Um, But, yeah, I just hope that we are people who express what he's really like Uh, Again, this is what Jesus was doing that shocked the world but drew the world, was he shows up and he's actually what the Father was always like. And no one knew that. So to be a church who draws the world, relieves the world's symptoms, and brings hope to the world really means we can just stay in that same lane, keep the main thing the main thing, and set our target as being a church that is like the Father, like Jesus, uh, through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So...
0: Beautiful. Shelly, do you have anything else?
1: I've enjoyed seeing everyone nodding their heads. You know? <laughs> I, Getting new information. Yeah.
0: I have loved this interview. Yeah. I, I love fun. this
1: kind of stuff, though. It's I, like a long-form podcast. Have you, ever, have you ever realized that
0: you can know people for a while? Yeah. And, and just because you know them, certain questions never come up, and you can learn things I, I feel like I've learned so much today about you two. Yeah. I, that's awesome.
1: And, and even the things that they didn't say, mm-hmm. you learned like their essence yeah. of who they are. Yeah. And I think that's so cool.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Thanks for sharing with us. Thanks for your answers. Yeah. I hope y'all Thank enjoyed you. this. I certainly did. Thanks for staying so long. <laughs> it's like it's 1221. Whew. I'm going to close this. This It's kind of a little strange to close, but um, add Dan and and Kara to your prayer list, to your daily morning and night. Pray for them and their family and Queen City Church. And um, I know they're praying for y'all. And get to know them. Have them over. Invite them over. Have Have them to your table. Invite them over. And, um, and just, I'm just going to say this because it's part of the spiel. If you need prayer, there will be prayer teams on the, the side of the, the, um, platform. If you need healing, if you need an encouraging word, if you need to feel less yucky, we would love to pray for you and, and bless you. And we hope you have a gorgeous day and a gorgeous week.